Thanks for joining us on another Richard Pyatt Show. Happy to have you along today. This conversation is uh, one that started over coffee one day, and uh, we realized, myself and uh, our next guest, that maybe we could do some good talking a little bit about the subject of public relations and marketing. I want to introduce you to Rick Chambers, founder of Rick Chambers and Associates. Rick brings more than 35 years of experience in corporate communications, public relations, and journalism, having started off as a newspaper reporter, winning awards in that arena, and then pivoted into PR in 1987 and has had a number of recognitions during that career as well, focusing on effective communications and PR, strategy, and objective-based communications as well. And uh, maybe it's worth noting that uh, not all that long ago, at least that's what we tell ourselves, not all that long ago, uh, Rick was in corporate communications. I was on the other side of that in radio news then, and so we've interacted many times over the years. And here we are again, Rick. Would we have imagined this kind of a conversation back then? <laughs> Probably not, but I yeah. uh, remember it with fond memories. So uh, um, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So Rick and I were were sitting around over coffee having a discussion about a number of things, and this came up. The notion of ethics and responsibility surrounding public relations and to some extent marketing and advertising, but we want to try and draw some distinctions between the two. But the idea that uh, there is some ethical responsibilities involved in the messaging that business owners and others are embarking upon and that maybe some folks could use some input on that from some folks who have been at the center of it for some time. And we're also going to talk a little bit about that word that gets used a lot and maybe the meaning of it or the sensitivity around it has changed. The word is spin. And so we'll get to all yeah. of that. So, Rick, let's make that distinction between public relations and marketing and advertising. Uh, sometimes they get confused, don't they? They do. More so in recent years as uh, a lot of the work that goes on in, on the PR side and the marketing side has become more enmeshed. Mm -hmm. uh, you hear a lot of times now in organizations that they'll have a, a MARCOM function, which puts those things together. But really, public relations, uh, they are distinctive. Public relations is about building relationships. And marketing is really, by and large, selling a product or a service. I'm simplifying that a little bit, but um, right. they do share uh, tools, quite often share goals, but um, they are distinctive. And I think it's important for us to kind of draw that line because we use those things uh, to accomplish uh, different ends. Mm -hmm. So a, a company today, an organization, what would be an example of a, of a PR initiative they might have and a marketing initiative they might have? A PR initiative might be, for example, let's say I have a client that is changing its business focus mm -hmm. uh, and that it's really important information for its customers in a community to understand. And so that would probably be more of a, a PR initiative, although closely aligned with marketing. So in the PR side of things, we'd go out using different tools. Uh, whether it's media outreach, whether it's uh, direct digital types of contact, direct email, social media, websites and blogs and and uh, that sort of thing to help people understand what is this change? Why is it happening? And to listen to what feedback they have to so make sure there are mechanisms in place to hear what they have to say about some of these changes. Then the marketing side of that might say, OK, so we're changing our focus. That's going to influence our products and our services. 
then we're going to use some of the same tools and other tools like advertising, you know, uh, television commercials and radio commercials and billboards and mm -hmm. that sort of thing to let people know where these products and services are available and how they can attain them. So there's a little overlap there, but really it's on the public relations side, it's more about um, connecting with those audiences and, and, uh, and sharing information and then getting the feedback back from them. So the organization may in fact even influence its own decisions and, uh, and processes as it goes forward. Mm -hmm. I would imagine the average consumer of media and, and these avenues, these angles may not understand the difference, do they? It, it, it is a, as you say, a fine line, but there's some overlap as well. So it might be hard to make a distinction. Yeah. And it doesn't help uh, by the fact that, as I said, that there's a lot of overlap in these organizations. For the average person, I suppose, on the street, maybe it's not necessary often to understand that there is a distinction. But I do think it's important that we as public relations professionals are helping folks understand that when we come to them and are trying to build those relationships and understand where they're coming from so that they can understand where we're coming from, that it's not necessarily uh, about getting them to buy a product or service. In that case, it's really about we want to make sure that we are connecting with the right people in the right way and bringing them the right services. And, uh, and if we're not, then we as an organization may need to step back and think about what can we do to serve our, our audiences more effectively. If there is one or two items that uh, someone who might own a business or, or run a business and they need to use public relations, are there one or two things that they should keep in mind right away as they're trying to formulate their message? Yes. So one of the things that I run into a lot in public relations is uh, this idea that PR means news media. And so you may get somebody who will come to you and say, hey, we need to get this in the local newspaper or on the local radio station or on television or whatever. And um, I certainly and, and those in my in my field will try to approach it more strategically. Those may be tools that we want to use, but let's look at what you are you as a business trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Who are your audiences? What is it that you want them to know? What do you need to know from them in order to to meet their needs effectively? And then to think about, all right, what makes the most sense in connecting with those audiences and getting this information in their hands and then soliciting that feedback? One of the things I always say in, in my business, I use sort of a tagline of strategic communication because I want people to understand that the work that I do and others in my profession do are really about two-way. Communication is not something I do to you. Communication is something I do with you. Mm -hmm. And that's really a big distinction that we need to make when we're working with you know businesses or new clients and so forth. They have a story to tell. We help them tell it and then get the feedback from the audiences that we're telling the story to. Now, uh, what about myths? Are there perceptions of public relations out there that are inaccurate that you run into? Oh, for sure. Anybody who's watching or listening to this podcast would uh, uh, certainly say, well, you know, you've heard PR used as a disparaging term, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, when I was just starting a college, I had no interest in studying public relations. I, I was in a community college. I knew I loved to write. And I, I was actually leaning toward a career in journalism, which is indeed where I started. But I ended up studying public relations in college. That was what my major was in. Because as I looked at the syllabus, as I looked at what was involved in studying this field, I started realizing that it's not just about how do I come up with creative ways to lie? 
which sadly is what a lot of people think PR is. Yeah. Uh, hence the word spin, which I know we'll talk about later. But it's it's really about building those relationships, making those connections, empathizing with uh, our audiences, and bringing that information back to the organization so they can make strategic business decisions on what they do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. That is more important than ever now as we have the rise of the millennial and Gen Z generations, which are very much focused on things of ethics and uh, social responsibility. And businesses had better be tuned in to what those folks are saying and what they're looking for when they think about what are the businesses and organizations and nonprofits and all of that that we're going to support and be tuned into that and be aligned with that. Uh, or they're not going to be successful. Yeah. If a person then is uh, thinking about using public relations to share a message and gain feedback, what are the ethical responsibilities that they should consider in doing so? And related to that, if they want someone like you to help them, how do they know that person is ethical? These are related, I presume. Right. To begin with, I think someone who's in my profession needs to start very much from an ethical basis. There's a little bit of self-reflection and, and introspection that needs to happen. What What's important to me as a practitioner in public relations? What are my values? Uh, what do I bring to the table? What are the non-negotiables uh-huh. uh, as far as who I am and what I do? And then once you have an understanding of what that is, who you work with becomes much, much easier uh, to decide upon. I have had organizations, not a lot, but occasionally organizations that have come and asked to work with me in some capacity. And I didn't feel that it necessarily reflected where I was coming from in terms of my values. And so I would decline to work with them. Now, I didn't maybe necessarily put it that way to them. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, you're not ethical. I'm not working with you. But I, I saw that the alignment wasn't there. And then I need to make the decision at that point saying that that's not going to work and, you know, maybe point them in another direction. That's one. And then the flip side of that is when you do get involved with an organization that aligns with your values and so forth. And this is something that's become very important to me uh, at this point in my career is we as public relations professionals need to be the conscience of the organizations that we work with, whether it's, you know, we're doing it in a contractual way or if we're part of a corporation and a corporate team. I really do believe that we should be the champions of the values. We should be the ones that are unafraid to say, hey, the emperor has no clothes and try to address these concerns because When we don't, it hurts the organization, the company, because now we're becoming purveyors of inaccuracies at best to maybe outright lies. We are flying against our own supposed set of values, and we're hurting the profession overall and just exacerbating this whole idea of what, you know, we're PRing stuff and and using it in a derogatory way. So it's really important that I've become, as you can tell when my volume goes up, uh, this has become really important to me. You articulated that well, the idea that the conscience of the organization is at play here. And I think that helps clarify exactly what that role is in a lot of ways. It's not just spinning a message. It's the conscience of the organization. So the ethics come into play when you start talking about conscience. All right, let's not put it off anymore. You hear the word spin use. And yeah. I'll tell you, I, I have a feeling you've heard this this way too. I have heard people say, well, it's all about the spin or, you know, it's however you spin it, 
am I just getting older or, or is the meaning of that word changed or we become less sensitive to what that used to mean, which was you don't want spin. You want truth. It was the opposite of that, wasn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I will, I'll contend that spin was always a wrong thing and continues to be a wrong thing. Right. From my earliest point in my career, when I understood what was meant by spin, uh, which there's a synonym for it, it's lying. It's deceit. It's an attempt to take the facts and massage them in such a way that they are received differently than what they really represent. That's being untruthful. That is not what public relations should stand for. Now, it's interesting. A few years ago, I wrote a blog um, that ended up on a, an international PR site where I made this point as professionals and as we work with people that are just coming into their careers or even in, at the college level, we've got to help them understand spin is not the thing that they should be doing. It's about mm -hmm. truth and accuracy and ethics and, and, and values. Most people agreed with me. However, there was one person who uh, we got a little bit of a back and forth. It was polite who said, uh, I completely disagree with what you're saying. Spin is what I do. If I'm not spinning for my client, then uh, I'm not serving my client. And my response to this person was, if your client is expecting you to spin, then you need a different client <laughs> because that's not what our profession is supposed to be standing for. You know, that's where we get into the whole ideas of propaganda and misleading information and sort of alternative facts, right? We heard right. about uh, we've heard about that in recent years. Uh, no, facts are facts. Truth is truth. Ethical behavior is ethical behavior, and we have got to be the champions of that because, frankly, no one else is. Organizations they talk about values and they embrace values. The best organizations embrace values, but one of the things that I fear is that leadership. Um, which should be the champion of values, sometimes get twisted by all the pressures that come from different places that may tempt them to compromise on their values. Mm -hmm. uh, employees should know the values and be champions of them as well. But again, they have different sorts of pressures and so forth that can uh, mislead them or just not pay attention to them. What I'm saying is, who's the champion of organizational values and, and ethical behavior? Let's make that assignment. Let's assign to somebody who who understands that, what that means. And I think it's the public relations support for the organization. Boy, you know, that, that uh, person who disagreed with you, I think it comes back to how I led into this whole question, because what spin means to you, that person interprets spin differently. That, that's where I keep coming back to, just listening to that response. Yes, I, I think you're exactly right. And I'm sure to give the person the, the benefit of the doubt, he was probably defining spin as, well, the, no, this is my perspective on, given a set of facts, mm -hmm. this is my or our perspective uh, on those facts. If so, I, I will give him that. But I, I would still argue that spin and its negative connotation, which cannot be redeemed in my mind, tempts the professional to say, okay, my perspective then is, uh, I'm just going to take these number of facts and present them the way that I want to, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to saying, what what is the ramifications of the entire catalog of facts that we're dealing with, the whole spectrum, <laughs> and then making sure that we are indeed being honest and transparent uh, with the people that we're working with. So what would you say to uh, someone, a consumer of media, let's say, whatever that media is, who is trying to then interpret the message, the PR message that they're receiving. 
Do you have any advice for folks, particularly in recent years, who have been presented with alternative facts or whatever you want to call that, and then left to just throw their arms up and say, well, I really don't know what the facts are. This person says X, this person says Y. Uh, How do I sift through all that to know what the truth really is? Do you have advice for folks who are trying to figure that out? In some cases, it's going to be a challenge. And this, you, you make a really good point about being transparent is not, not just about dumping facts on people and letting mm-hmm. them figure it out. I know there's sort of a corner of our society that likes that idea that just, just give me the facts and I'll figure it out. But the reality is there's so much complexity in some of the issues that corporations and communities and nonprofits and so forth are dealing with. That's almost unfair to just dump facts on people and let them figure it out. So mm-hmm. it is part of our role as in public relations to help the individuals at least understand where we're coming from as we present this information that we're sharing with them. And so how do we do that? We put ourselves in their shoes. And this is where empathy is another thing that I'm a big proponent of uh, for public relations is, is empathizing with the people that we're talking to. One of the things that I had to deal with in my corporate life was uh, site closings and big site reductions. And that was hard. Thousands upon thousands of people losing their jobs because of decisions made uh, by the organization. Now, my job was, of course, to share, here's the decision, here's what led to the decision, here's what happens next. But I always tried to make sure I also had information about what are we doing to help the people that are affected by this? What are we doing to help the communities that are affected by this? Um, Putting myself in the shoes of the people who were hearing this news and thinking about what are the questions that they're going to have and what can I do to make sure I have answers before they ask them? And if I don't, for some reason, make sure that I get an answer for them as quickly as I possibly could. I'm not going to sit and say that that made everything okay. You're still losing your job. You're still a a huge blow to a community and so forth. But at least as far as I could um, influence it, they felt heard, they felt respected, and they got all the information they possibly could so that they could make a decision about what to do with the rest of their lives. Yeah, you and I were acquainted during those days, and I remember thinking, Rick's got a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's that's a tough job to have to impart a difficult message. And uh, in doing so, you try to, as you say, anticipate what could be helpful in that whole array of information uh, on the other end. So th- that's uh, that's part of that that whole PR approach that we're talking about. I was working for a corporation that made changes in its retiree health medical uh, benefits. That information was shared um, not very well. It was basically a letter sent to uh, retirees at, at the 11th hour, and retirees saw considerable reduction in benefits, and retirees were understandably uh, upset about this. Right. So the corporation heard that and said, wow, we better do some things to try to address that. And they held uh, information meetings. The first one I went to was down in Florida. It was horrible. You had angry retirees and a panel of speakers who were just there and just talking about, well, this is the decision. And, um, you know, they didn't really have answers to questions and so forth. So when the follow-up meetings came that I was responsible for, I said, we're going to do this differently. And I worked very closely with the HR and and other folks that were benefits folks that were involved in, in sharing the information. And one of the things I got them to agree with was 
us accepting responsibility, us, the organization, accepting responsibility for communicating it poorly. That was a really, really important message to bring these retirees because I went into the room. I was the first speaker in a room full of very, very angry retirees. And I said, before we get into this conversation, I'm just going to say two very important words. We're sorry. We did not communicate this well with you. We screwed up. And what we're doing here today is every attempt to try to answer your questions. If we can't right away, we will get answers to you. But we're taking accountability for how we messed this up. And I tell you, the tension in the room went down. I could see it happening. I could see tense shoulders, you know, lessening and so forth. Now, were they any more happier about the decisions that were made? And I will say their feedback ended up influencing the ultimate benefits package that came through. It was a little bit better on the other side. But were they happy with the changes? No. But they felt heard. They felt empathized. They felt respected. That's a great example of how public relations and strategic communications can make a difference. I suppose a whole other episode we could do is uh, the power of contrition, right? And the power of, right. of acknowledging someone's point of view as legitimate. Part of the respect Absolutely. side, I guess. Yeah, right. So if we were to leave this anywhere, I guess the the notion is that public relations is useful. It can serve the purpose that you need it to serve. It just should include the conscious of the organization, the values, all of these things that we've talked about. But I have a friend who works in PR also for a large organization, and she likes to say, if you don't tell your story, somebody else will, and they might not tell it the way you would. So get out there and tell your story. Is there legitimacy to that, Rick? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because somebody will tell that story and chances are they will not tell it the way you want. Uh, It won't be accurate. It won't be truthful. Sometimes it will just be flat out uh, the absolute opposite of what it is you're looking for. You've got to tell your own story and, and strategic communication. And public relations is really the vital uh, approach to doing that. And I'm just hoping that those in my profession, particularly young people, I do some mentoring, understand that and embrace this role of being the um, the storytellers for their organizations, as well as the, the conscience of their organizations. And that leaders, as they understand what their audiences are looking for and the value that they put on cultural values and social responsibility, will turn to their communicators and their PR leads and say, we need you to help make sure we stay on the straight and narrow. Well, and if you have questions for Rick, we'll link his website in the show notes for this episode, and you can ask for his clinical definition on spin or (laughs) whatever it is that you need. He can do that. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. It was a real privilege, Richard. Thank you. Rick Chambers, Rick Chambers and Associates, Richard Pyatt Show. One final point, the public relations profession has a code of ethics. It's put forth by the Public Relations Society of America, and we have linked that information in the show notes for this episode so it's easy for you to find. Thanks for being with us. 